Give it to me two times. Give it to me three times. Hope it makes. Four times. Dom, do you know? Do you know what John does on a daily basis? I, I wish I knew what he does. I would like to do it. He I don't go, know what it is. He, like he to goes it. to Nespresso for free coffee. That's true. <laughs> you know, that doesn't surprise me. He goes me. in uh-huh. like he's a new customer and he wants <laughs> yeah. to taste the coffee. Yeah. And, and now he's starting to fill his mug. <laughs> Where's a different hat? Funny. <laughs> I have another I technology so. I'm starting to apply. You know what it is? Hold the same thing with cheese. For yeah, oh, of years. course we he does. On. We caught on for a he little caught. while and we realized. It's, it. like, it's like when he used to eat ice cream. He used to be one of those people that tasted 31 of the flavors. <laughs> wow. I mean, what really can I do? Sne- I, I don't know what to tell you. It's true. Um, what, let me tell you my technique at Nespresso, please. Dom, if I may. Uh, you know, they have a recycling program. So they take the capsules back. That's their thing. Capsules? Capsules? The capsules. Capsules. No, no, say it, say it the way you want. Capsules. For a little second. He said capsules. So what I do is once a year I'll buy 10 capsules. And then I, if they start to get on to me for coming in for free coffee, I'll just recycle one of the capsules. You're, you're, and then you're now I'm a customer again. I'm right back in the queue. That's John talking. So it's been great. Um, Guys, welcome to Hope It Makes. Hope It Makes is a real estate and L.A. lifestyle podcast. We have a really exciting show today. I'm super excited because the proprietor of one of the greatest stores in this fair town of Beverly Hills, Dominic. Uh, can you give me your last name, Dominic? I'm, I'm going to butcher it. I'm going to wait to hear you pronounce it. Dominic uh, <laughs> DiBartolomeo. That guy. Dominic. But, you know, you're like Cher or Madonna. You're just one, it's you're just one name in this town. I want to be a symbol. So Dominic is, if you've been to any of the farmer's markets, you've seen Dominic. You've sampled his tapenades, his artichoke spreads, his pastas. And, by the way, he goofs on me for being plant-based. But he does make a cashew cheese ravioli. That is phenomenal. I get that quite a bit. And we're going to be talking to him later. He's the owner of the Cheese Store of Beverly Hills, a great shop here. And we're here with Stephen Shapiro and Max, his son. And uh, we have a great show. And uh, Stephen, you were going to talk a little bit about the, the changing interest rate, the I market. Am, but while I have a thought in my Go head, ahead, please. I tend to lose thoughts yes. at my age. I know. Um, I'm, I'm thinking the the you may be the last great Beverly Hills institution. I, you know what I loved for years um, the cutlery store in Little Santa Monica Boulevard, Beverly Hills. Oh right, that guy, the guy with the I know old guy. Wait, all the way down. On no, the no, floor. where Louboutin is and that in oh, the wow. in that right. section. Oh, I that, that was a great Phenomenal. store. Did you buy a lot of cutlery there? I did. And the, the best nail chip. Which wife, which wife has it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, John, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry. No, so, Stephen, do, do you want to get us kicked off here? The interest rate was announced. They, they well, the, touched it up a touch. The current interest rates are, are um, becoming normalized, and I, I'm considering mm-hmm. 6% normal. The 30-year... The Jumbo, which is mostly what we deal in, is 6.375 this week. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, that's a that's a reasonable rate. If it goes down, then it becomes more reasonable. But the market is not good. So, and what what is making it not good? 
No inventory. It's just as simple as that. No inventory, and the the sales that I saw this week, there was nothing over $15 million, and believe it or not, over 10, there was nothing in Sunset Strip, Beverly Hills, Brentwood, Bel Air, Palisades, or Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. The ones that traded higher were two in Hidden Hills, two in Malibu, and one in the South Bay. That was it for the week. It's you know, anemic. You get those uh, Lauren Goldman, you know, what sold in the last month, yeah, that over was five? The month. That, yeah. was, that was an anemic list. It was anemic, yeah. You know what I have to say to this? What? Boy. Boy. So the, the lower, the up to, I, I call it low end, which is ridiculous, Dominic. When you think of where we're from, you're from the East Coast. Yeah. I'm from the East Coast. Where are you from, Dominic? So when you're from the East Coast and you hear the three million, the low end, that is, it's a shocker. But in the, this market, that lower price point, up to three million, is still gangbusters. It's good. It's yeah. just there's just no there's very little inventory. It's that the the prices haven't moved, and they're still competitive, still multiple offers. It's possible the prices have gone up in that in right. that area that your price area that you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And so, and this is your outlook just now for the next few months until I, what? What's going to shake the tree? Well, somebody has to have a reason to move. Otherwise, they're not going to move, and it doesn't appear that there are people out there that are willing to move at this point. Right. Although, if the new California reparations thing happens with eight hundred billion, you'll see the state emptying out. Mm -hmm. You also wanted to mention, uh, before I forget, the, the ULA tax has dog-eared some of the money to go towards litigation um, for tenant... Yeah, representing, representation for tenant litigation. Mm -hmm. um, San Francisco still, I read today, still has a non-eviction law in place. Uh -huh. So it's three years later. It's the only place in the country where you still can't evict a tenant who hasn't paid rent. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, not every owner of a apartment building or house is a big company. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, some little old lady owns a four-unit building. And if she doesn't get that rental income, she's likely to lose her property and nobody's going to give her a moratorium for not paying on right. that. So it could be disastrous. Right. So in the in the marketing of homes, I'm just seeing new I'm seeing Hail Marys. I'm seeing new types of of offers. And on our MLS open house guide, which is the weekly published list of houses that are open on Tuesdays, the front cover is a is a house that's listed, and they the agent is offering a one hundred thousand dollar bonus to the agent who brings in the buyer at a full asking price. Ridiculous! I thought, is that first of all, do like does your client who's the buyer do they know that if they if you bring them a full price offer that they're getting an extra hundred or or what's what would you do, Max? If if you were showing that house, would you tell? your buyer, by the way, they're offering an extra 100000 to me, would you say, I'll give that to you? Uh, I wouldn't even show them that house unless they were really interested in it. And if it's not worth asking price, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through with it. I mean, you've always taught me to to be honest and and do things the right way. Well, you have and to so, be honest. Well, of course. So if I think that this house isn't worth what they're asking, but I'm gonna dupe my buyer <laughs> into paying asking price so I can get a hundred k extra. That's nasty. And and it's not really asking price if you're giving somebody 100000 right, on top it, of it. So silly. It's it's just dumb anyway, on many levels. That was the silliest that thing That should I not saw be allowed. Yeah, maybe it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be allowed. I think there has to be disclosure. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So that, I think we're just doing a – we're so excited to have Dom here. We're just going to do a truncated real estate portion, and we're going to get right to the main event. Dom, you brought a whole treasure trove of, of food here. Cheeses, nuts, breads. Um, and, uh, you know, what, guys, tell me if you agree with this. What makes a neighborhood great are the little shops. That's what keeps us here. And I think it's important as these neighborhoods, you know, Beverly Hills was founded on exciting stores like, like Giorgio, like Mr. Guy, like... Uh, Bijan. Jurgensen's Market. Jurgensen's Market. Oh, what was that? Jimmy Owls, R.I.P. <laughs> Jimmy Owls for the short man. But, but, you know, what's still standing the, the, is, the, is the cheese shop. And um, How long has it been there? So, well, actually, let me, let me take a step back. It's been there since 1967, but I will say, we talked about being from Staten Island and being from, you know, the East Coast and stuff. Beverly Hills, to me, is by far the biggest like neighborhood possible it has your neighborhood characters it has your regulars like in the sense of how we view la and how big it is right. beverly hills Small for me town. it's a total neighborhood yeah and it's the closest thing that i've come to like from from being from new york city like right by far so you know walking into the cheese store what attracted me from the cheese store from day one i mean the store has been there since 1967 um a guy by the name of mr roth started the the cheese store and Hy- hyman roth uh, no, Stephen. <laughs> I don't know. Am I supposed to know Hyman who Hyman Roth is? I'm from The Godfather. Oh, 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 oh okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So anyway, Mr. Roth started this store, um, and he was like an old, retired um, army lieutenant. So he started the store in 67, and then he was basically, you know, he tried to franchise it a couple of times. He tried to do a few different locations with it, and never really panned out to be anything. And then Norbert, um, who I bought the store from, he started working there in 75, Bought it from Mr. Roth in 77, and then he has been or was the sole owner for 40-plus years um, until I just bought it last March. Oh, so you're yeah. new at that. I'm new, but I've been working at the store for no, well I've, over 20 I've years. I've seen you work yeah. in there forever. And um, so it's kind of like it's one of those things where, I mean, it's technically like still staying in the family, which as we were speaking about, these small mom-and-pop places, like, yeah. I mean, the cheese store checks that box. I mean, there's only sure. a handful of companies. I mean, Edelweiss is one. Yep, yeah. place. Store. and I mean Nate and Al's. I mean, in well, terms of a business, but yeah, but they're that, that's yeah. Azoff now. Yeah, 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 yeah. not H-word. Nate or Al. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think H was yeah, whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Involved in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but so if you think about it, like it's a small store. Who and else it's a is there? Edelweiss, which isn't owned by the same people. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I mean, like, oh no, it's not. It's not okay, but I mean, like, so since been but here, it's since, not corporate. Right, 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 right. Okay, so then you have Edelweiss, us. I mean, Nate Niles now, I guess, is corporate. La Scala. Oh, La Scala, okay. Yeah, that's old, right? That's pretty old. Okay, I was I mean, proud, of, I was proud I mean, of pulling that one out. Look, I mean, La Dolce Vita. Sure. I mean, still staple. So, yeah. I mean, different I mean, owners, but great smaller, smaller company that yeah. bought them over. Like, yeah. you know, still like keeping it in the family. I think that's great. Call mom, hospitality. Yeah. 
There you go. Dom's Dom Salumi selection on the menu. <laughs> what What is the there? You you have. Dom, you have a, there's obviously, we're going to get into the retail component, but there's also a, a business-to-business component of your business. What, what restaurants are you working with in town? Sure. So, I mean, we're really lucky. We have, in addition to having the cheese store, I started a business while working at the cheese store called Domenico's Food. So that's been something that I started about 20 years ago, and we started making fresh pasta, ravioli, and then parlayed that into, like, a, an Italian import business. Right. So we sell to, I mean, I mean... We sell to a lot of great chefs. I mean, yeah. we sell to, obviously, Wolfgang Puck. We sell to Evan Funky, Antonio Lafazia. They uh, buy the cheese or the, it could be any. They buy the cheese. They buy our imported, you know, olive oils. A lot of cheese that we bring in on our own. Um, Nancy Silverton. Truffle, Nancy Silverton. Anytime you have burrata from Puglia. There you go. It's ours. Don't say Massimo Batura's oh, name. <laughs> Max doesn't like oh, it. Oh, man. Massimo Basura. <laughs> Well, Max has a Max has a, a a food pet peeve. Yeah, right. He has a lot of food. And pet peeves. Uh, <laughs> one of them is a thing I found at your shop: uh, uh, truffle salt, truffle uh, oil, truffle, truffle salt. oil. Yeah, you have I'm, to sell it. I'm not a truffle oil guy. I'm a fresh truffle guy. That's right. it. Don't yeah. give me the oil. I don't need your salt on the popcorn. I don't need any of it. But we're in Beverly Hills, and it'll sell, and so you sell it. And people love it. How yeah. much if I wanted to? If I wanted to. Dazzle my significant other, or a, a, a family friend, <laughs> and I wanted to bring home a just a truffle, just for popcorn's sake. How, how much? Uh, how much money are we talking about? We talking like a nice little truffle, like a not crazy, like a white one, because they're like a, the is that the one you want? Okay, I think that is the one you want. You're about you want winter white truffle yeah. to shave. Have you had tr- have you had tr- fresh truffles on popcorn, Stephen? Have you done? No, I, that is the biggest waste of money I've ever heard. <laughs> is this a waste of money? So I mean, look, come I mean, on, Dom. If you can afford the truffle, I don't care what you shave it on. Right? Like, Does it make the popcorn taste amazing? About dividends. <laughs> I look. I mean, I think if you like it, you should do it. Whatever, scrambled eggs, asparagus, popcorn. Yeah, okay, for whatever. whatever. It's up to me. It's, it's at up my to you, discretion. Of course. I mean, it's at but, my discretion. And you know, the truffles vary. I mean, literally, when you bring in the truffle, it varies week to week. It's quanto costa esta? Uh, uh, no habla español. How mucho? How much? I'm gonna say it just depends. But like anywhere between like three or four thousand a pound is is pretty. Average. Okay, how does that work? Right, now, he's now not okay. putting it on his popcorn. So I mean, you, let's, let's say, let's say like 250, like 200, 250 an ounce, 300 an ounce. It just depends. And how long does that last? I mean, it depends how long you use it. But no, I just but store it use it as fast no, as possible. You're going to use it. I think he was talking to me, Max. Um, yeah. You're going to want to use it as fast as possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and basically like... Look, I mean, you're going to buy what you're going to use, and that's it. You're not going to carry that into the you next Just week. go back to your store and buy another chunk. Exactly right. Right. Because I don't want to get into this, like, buying the box. I don't want to be doing that. No, no, all right. We don't have to. We got you. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you when, when years and years ago with mm-hmm. the old Spago on Sunset, mm-hmm. before your time probably, yeah. um, that was the first time I was ever introduced to white truffles. And Wolfgang would just... Come, he never, he didn't charge you for it. He would just come and shave it on your pasta. He just wanted you to experience it. It So this is before you thought you were Italian. 
It was simultaneous. <laughs> it's, it became it's, Italian. After it's, it's a special dog that finds those things. Yeah, so, so they, no, well, they, I mean, they, they train both dogs and pigs, but the pigs, the, you, it's hard to train the pig not to eat it when it finds it, but with <laughs> the dogs, you can, and that's right. the real reason, right? Like, that's amazing. And the dogs, you can. You and can, where do they come from? They come from all over Italy. A, a majority of them come from, like, I mean, of course, the most highly sought after ones would be in Alba. Uh -huh. um, you know the the northern part of Italy, but you get you. There's some in Abruzzo, there's some in in Molise. But I mean, like the most highly sought after ones come from Alba for sure. And it's a season. It's a season. Why travel season? It's the it's fall. what from when to when? Depending on the season, like a good season starts in like September, uh -huh. and, uh, and it'll go all the way through to like the first week of January. Right. Um, and you know, recently the last couple of years haven't been that good of a season because it's all. I mean, it's rain, right? Like the more rain you get, the better the truffle, the more they grow. And when it's really dry, like Italy's been pretty dry this year was really dry or last year rather it was really dry so like you know not good truffle but you know better wine but also not not a lot of rice either so mm -hmm. and, and okay keep going. are you upset no i'm, upset. I'm just thinking i'm just thinking truffles i don't like black truffles i like them I, so i think black truffles were created for this market okay so charge extra i'm gonna say so i'm gonna say like look like yes i'm italian Mm -hmm. But the mm -hmm. fresh black truffle from Perigord for me yes. is one of the highlights. That season is probably two to three weeks if you're lucky Where is it in coming December, from? Perigord in France. Oh, okay. And it is, and also too, like, I mean, I love, I love white truffle. I love Perigord truffle. I love Italian black truffle. But the Perigord black, mm. it's a, it, aroma is, is really the white truffle, right? Like it's 80%, 90% aroma. But the black truffle from Perigord is unique. And even the one from Italy is unique where it's actually aroma and flavor. And what, what about the black truffle from, like, Oregon? Is that bull? Yeah, so, I mean, I have a problem. Well, I don't have a problem with anything. But I don't like, like, same thing, like, with the porcini mushrooms that are trying to grow up there and stuff. Like, look, I think it's going to take some time. I appreciate the effort. But if I can still get the good stuff, I'm going to still yeah. get the good stuff from where it's supposed yeah, the to come good from. stuff. I, I have a pet, sorry, I have a pet peeve. Oh, you do? I don't like black truffles on anything. So when something has black truffles, I say, without the truffles. They don't charge me less because so, I'm not using the truffles. <laughs> and that's, that's weird <laughs> that you're paying for truffles but not getting them. Yeah. That's, but uh, hold on, though. I think that, like, it, you really have to know where, where you're going. So, like, you probably were spoiled when Wolfgang was shaving those truffles uh, at your, at yeah. your, uh, on your dish. But, like, some, truffle, some chefs will substitute the oil instead of the truffle and just, Ooh. like, and that to me, like, that's not. Bamboozling. Yeah. Like, that's, Max can smell that out. And I, I'm, I'm really sensitive. Like, like truffle oil of I, It makes kind, you want to vomit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and I have a real sensitive palate, so for me, that that is it's not awesome. something I like. So you could put it on your popcorn. But the truffle, truffle oil, oil yeah, that nobody wants. Yeah. How, how do we feel about uh, an Australian black truffle winter? Yeah, so I have to say, I don't think they're they're, they're bad. I no. think, and they also have something called honey truffles. Yeah, I've have had, you had those. the honey truffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look for what is it? Is it what I know? And I mean, I didn't grow up with truffles, but it was. Is it what I know when I first started working at the cheese store and introduced to? No, but is it good? I still think it's a good product. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. There's such a big market for it. I really don't need truffles. Uh, you know, if it's given to me, I'll I'll enjoy it, but. Not going out of my way for travel. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, listen, we bring I love them, it. We bring them in from Italy. We bring them in fresh. Yes. I know where they come from. It I know sells. The I know the whole story behind it. You know, a lot of it gets passed off. You know, but are they still sold on auction in Italy? So they still do auction. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, like pre-pandemic for sure. I didn't see any auctions this year, but and it wasn't a good year. When it's a really good yeah. year, it's it's pretty amazing.
it's pretty special. So I, I have just another question, because I just went into your store and I bought some Parmesan cheese. So that's a, what is, explain this DOP sitch. Yeah. Is it, is a, is a DOP parm, a DOP parm, a DOP parm, or is your parm a better parm than the other parms? Parm. Yeah. So, okay. So basically DOP is like kind of like the AOC in France, right? So it's, it's basically the recipe, how it's made, um, where the milk comes from, where it's made. There's all these little criteria on how they actually make the product. So when something's DOP, it comes from, it's, it, the, re, the recipe for the parm is, it has to be from the Reggio Emilia region. You know, it has to come from the certain cow. And there's, you know, there's three types of Parmesan. There's the regular Parmigiano Reggiano. There's the Vaca Rosa, which is the red coated cows. And then there's the Vaca Bianco, which is the white Modernese cows. So it's like, it's What do you like, sell, all of them? We, we sell all three. So I bring, in, I bring in something that's really exclusive to America. Uh-huh. In the sense of the Vaca Bianco, the Vaca Bianco, there's basically two really well-known producers that actually have their own cows, their Modernese cows that make the milk that, um, on property. So they do everything from start to finish. Um, and our producer is one of two. One of them doesn't come into the United States. The other one does, and we buy it. It's organic. And it's also, we buy a 36-month age version. But it's very, I mean, it's very expensive. It's, it's very luxurious. So when, but when I went in there and said, I just want like a nice Parmesan cheese, what did it Wasn't I even DOP, bro, American. No, no, it was, oh. it was, it oh. was, uh, no, it was, it El was, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was Parmigiano Reggiano. It's our traditional Parmigiano Reggiano. We work with several different producers, but it is definitely the DOP version has to be aged. I think it's like 18 or 20 months. Ours is typically around 20 to 22 months for regular Reggiano, mm-hmm. but we go as high as 24, 30. I mean, yep. it just depends, but yeah. You guys have this, this is probably the undercover greatest thing you have in the store. Which oh, no. is the red wine vinegar? Oh yeah. yeah. What, what is the story with this red okay, wine? Okay, so a really, really long you time know about ago. This, Max? No, I don't. Okay, Even? so no, Tom, so, am I right? Am yeah. I right? So, you. Yeah. so it's, right. you know, everyone always asks what's in those those terracotta bats. Bats. Yeah. And basically, a long, long time ago, um, we had a, a chef come in, mm-hmm. and, an Italian chef, and he gave us this mother, right, the fungus that eats the sugar. Uh, in the wine to convert it to vinegar. So basically, we took that mother, put it in the terracotta, and we pour all the wine that we don't, you know, that's, if you could believe, there might be some wine left over. Maybe you're not in your house, you know, there's wine left over. So basically, we take the, um, we take the wine, we pour it into, the, into the, 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 the vat with the mother, and then the mother eats all the sugar, and what's left behind is the acid. So it's basically like your own homemade mm. vinegar. And we do that with red wine and white wine. And what, and what makes that better than when I go to Gelson's and buy like... So, a, I, I mean, I think like if you're talking about like an all-natural process, like yeah. you, our vinegar will taste more acidic um, in, in, in a good way, but you'll also so get... So good. Maybe you'll get a little bit of like the fruitness of the wine because it's so fresh. It hasn't sat in a bottle forever. Right. So, but also using higher quality wine, then the stuff that you buy at the store is like so basically high, cooking high wine. That garbage they're, wine. Right, yeah, made for vinegar, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, um, but... The uh, the other fam- the other favorite that I have mm-hmm. is your olive tapenade oh, that thanks. you've come up with, which I, I just put it right on the salad. Okay, it's like the greatest. It's like a salad dressing. I love it. Um, but is that like your biggest seller? What's your big seller? You know, it's hard to say. I mean, I first started with the sun dried tomatoes. That was like my initial product. But now, like between the fresh pastas, we have some great pestos. Like the sun dried tomato pesto is pretty big. Yeah, lemon artichoke. I think what I what I what I'm really lucky to have is like. 
everyone kind of, everyone kind of has their favorites, mm-hmm. which keeps. You know, I mean, there's a reason why we have that product line. Like it right. does very well, and everyone sort of picks and chooses what they love. Yeah. I mean, off top and odd, I love it because like. The versatility of it. It's like amazing. I mean, I know you're vegan, but like... I know, but with tofu, with blocks of... Yeah. Plant-based. Um, plant-based. <laughs> I, I eat honey. Oh. Uh, um, so I, that's why you've gained weight. Yeah. I've gained weight for a lot of reasons. Uh, so I, now here's just my, my uh, a few questions I have for you. What, what's your favorite worth it indulgence in your store? Like someone says, I, I don't know what I want, but I want to get something... I've never had before. That's exciting. That I'll remember. Yeah, you know what you know, it would be for me. What? what? Kulatello. Well. What's that? Okay, so so yeah, so we have like yeah, some really cool just meats. The, just the cheek. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have some really cool meats. One of them, which happens to be my favorite as well, uh, is the Kulatello. So it's a, it's basically like um, like a shoulder that's been uh, aged in the bladder, mm. and then we soak it. <laughs> Tradition oh, is you something s- like a bladder, a, a bladder uh, 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 simmer. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> you soak it in one of one of like the more famous wines of mm-hmm. the Mono region, and we soak ours in Lambrusco just because it, you know, a glass of Lambrusco antipasti goes so well together. Yep. So you soak it overnight, and then what that does is that loosens up the bladder. You peel it back, and then you slice it nice and fresh. So oh. I love that. I also love. I mean, listen, the Cinco Hotas. <laughs> The oh, of course. Style, Listen, like, but that's a different. That's a whole different. It's a whole world. different. Yeah. It's way fattier and oilier. For sure, for sure. But delicious. But deli- like yeah. so, like dolter indulgence. Like I mean, like, you know. what's your highest price? What what's your big ticket item in there? I mean, like, look, we sell incredible caviar. Our cured meats are pretty, are pretty uh, up there. Let's talk the caviar. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. top, top of the line. Top of the so line. So top caviar. of the line for us, golden Ocetra. Okay, so um, now uh, so for. For two people, it's a special it's occasion. Sold by the oh, ounce. I, I'm asking. I'm gonna ask. Sold by Graham. How much Graham. do I need? How, I want. I just want you see. You look at me. I. You can tell that I. I I'm a fresher just by looking at me. That I like to nosh. And I'm, <laughs> it's a special occasion. And I'm coming in there, and I want a delicious champagne. And then I want caviar with all the fixings. I want the the cracker for it, or whatever you recommend. How much am I looking to spend, and what am I getting? Thank so you. So my my, <laughs> can you repeat the question? <laughs> For me, I think all right. So I say like an ounce per person. Yeah, that's usually good if you're having other food and stuff like that. I love champagne. I'm a big champagne guy. So like, and my go-to is Krug. It doesn't have to be vintage, but my go-to is Krug. Do you drink it while you're working? A thousand only, only oh, okay. when I'm working. I'm talking um, very dirty right now. Please, please continue. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, like, so we talk about the fixes for caviar. I'm, I'm pretty much, like, a purist. I love it as is because it tastes amazing. But if I was going to serve it with something, like, yes, Bellini is the traditional way. Or no eggs and onions. I don't do onion. I don't do egg. No. Um, but what I'm I do fresh. do is a William Pole potato chip uh, instead of the Bellini. I saw that on your Instagram. Which, if you haven't had these potato chips, they're incredible. And, and you know, we're lucky enough. Our customers travel all over the world. They were in the Hamptons. And they stumbled across these potato chips. Like, you got to try them. We call the guy up, and we literally just have them FedEx to us. And what, they're What's the name of it? William Pole. What's they're so these, special about them? 
They're like they're slightly thicker than normal potato chips. They're really durable. They're fried till crispy. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the perfect like that's my Bellini for the caviar. I do you a little. Bring that to us today. No, that I'd be Next eating. Time, part if, two. I, if I get invited to part two. <laughs> so, ca- so with this caviar and this potato chip, yeah. in, in a champagne. I'll do a little dollop of um. I'll do a little dollop of creme fraiche, and then yeah. I'll do the caviar. But yeah, so champagne too. Like so, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love Krug. Like that's my that's my go to. Um, if I was gonna do rosé, I love the Boulevard um, Laurent Perrier, yeah. I love. I mean, give them the number. So much. Oh, the number, the number yeah. for you or for like the general population. For, 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 don't yours charge is, me more. Yours is slightly higher. Yeah, of course, <laughs> it should be because I've had so I many samples. Like, <laughs> I would say, like with all the accoutrements, if I'm picking one bottle of champagne, I mean, we can get you out of there for like seven hundred. Okay. Yeah, he'll oh, never yeah. be in there for seven hundred. <laughs> yeah. Is this is this how I get rid of you? I have one other. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Sure. I, in the on the other end of the spectrum. Tell me your finest bargain uh, item. So if someone's going to come in and say, I, 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 just, I, I, don't, I just met this person, I just met this girl, and I'm just going out on a little quick date, and I just want to slide under the radar. I don't need to go for the $700 evening. Yeah, I'll recommend Whole Foods right down the block. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just don't kidding. Do I am just don't kidding. Don't do that. No, you're not. not. No, you're don't not. Don't do that. I have to I'm say. I'm a good customer. <laughs> um, I have to say, like, I just bring a lot of questions. <laughs> that's all. The thing that I love most about the store is that we do really check every box for anyone, right? Sure. We can get you a great, like right now, we have this amazing white wine from Calabria called Mare that I absolutely love. It's 25 bucks. It's delicious. I put it up against... Any wine you're drinking right now in terms of, like, flavors, nice, light, crisp. So, I mean, like, we have something in every category. So, we can definitely send you off with, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a new cheese that just came in. I mean, you can, you can definitely come to the store and spend whatever is in your budget and definitely get more than what you think. Something about. special. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love your non-filtered olive oil with that top. Yeah. That stuff's great. That's another, that's another great find. I mean, we have a couple different kinds. The one we're doing right now is from Paso Robles, you know, a few hours away. Um, and that's an actual southern olive uh, called Arbequina that we, that's growing I've, in Paso Robles. I've heard of that. So I, have a, I have a business question for Dom. Quick question. Go for it. What, were, did, were you at all nervous or apprehensive when Wally's decided to get into, I'll put quotes, your business? And had all the money in the world behind him, opened up a giant cheese section, and did did, did you have any pause? So yeah, of course. I mean, listen. Anytime you 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 there's competition that comes in, you know, you do one of two things. You get super worried, and you start trying to figure out, oh my god, and you're like you start pulling pulling things apart. You know, my my thing, and you know, my philosophy has been to to for us to be more of what we already are. So I think, first of all, I think Wally's has a great product. I think they do a great job in what they do. I think that that's great for the customer. And for us, it just further separated us in terms of who we are and what we do and who Wally's is and what they do. And I think that they're, at the end of the day, the customer always wins. And I think having that competition is really good and it just keeps us on our toes. It made us bring in or keeps allowing us to bring in new and different products that nobody else has. And as an importer that can bring in stuff directly from basically anywhere now, like that to me is a great challenge that I love to undertake. And, you know, you may have a more knowledgeable client base than they do as well. Yeah, and I think I think also too, like we're lucky. Our, our, you know, we have a long 
long, long time standing, great, you know, attrition of customers that come in and out of the store, well-traveled. And we do a really good job of, you know, bringing our knowledge and experience from the employee side and translating that into the customer. And I think the customer service aspect of it is just as important as any great product on the shelf. What is your, do you have a, a, a do you have a behind the counter pet peeve that you're willing to share with the, with the studio audience? <laughs> so, one thing that could be a little bit frustrating is that, you know, like when you when people come into the store and, you know, and there's, it doesn't happen that often, but when it does happen, like, you know, we, we, we've got a lot of cheeses. Yes. And there's always a point for people to, you know, some people want to, like, go through all those cheeses. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at a certain point, you might have to take out the laser beam to kind of cut, you know, the size <laughs> of the right. So want. someone who's clearly taking advantage of the policy. Yeah, like, and, but we're very generous with our samples, and everyone will get treated the same way regardless. But right. that is a little bit of a pet peeve that could be sometimes, you know, a yeah. little, a little challenge. John, sample abusers. You got, you got John yeah. right in that. Yeah, <laughs> sample abusers. Yeah, like that's the way. It's the way they, they've trained me over there to just if, if I go in there a little hungry. Uh, do you guys have any? First of all, one more item. Not many people know about. There's this art, a Roman artichoke thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know about that? You know what I'm talking about? The artichokes, the long stem like artichokes. Like behind the counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is that thing? It's incredible. So these are, these are artichokes that mm-hmm. are Roman style, so they have mm-hmm. herbs on them and stuff like that, and they are beautiful long stem artichokes. They are from Rome, and um, we just picked those up. I mean, we were like, wait, like a year, maybe two years we've been selling them, and they're, they're a great product, um, and we sell them by the pound, and they're really popular. I mean, we'll be in great. Rome in two weeks having Roman artichokes. There you go. Mazel tov. Ro- uh, uh, Jewish you, artichokes? Do you, what, how do you say it? Judici? Uh, no. I thought you were Italian. Uh, but, I, I, but I don't know how to say Jew in Italian. Judea. <laughs> Can you tell just by looking at me that I'm a massive sampler? Before yeah, I walk we, in, you yeah. know who's we, we, you know your who's pictures Sue. hanging on the you know, back of you the wall. You know who's who. You know who's yeah. Sue. Call when he customer lands. He would hang a dollar on the wall, except <laughs> he never got one. For you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Max, are you um, there's some news. Some you news that Max is going to bring us today. Are you prepared to speak of this news? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, we should. Do you want to tell us what the your future plans are? Oh man! All right. So yeah. So. Basically, we are moving the cheese store. Wow. That's huge news. New, incredible location right up the block from the old. We're going from about 1,500 square feet to 5,000 square feet. Whoa, that's, wow, a that's big, big commitment. We're doing all of our freshly made pastas on the mezzanine right in the customer view. In front of people. In front they of love people. To, they love a show. We are going to have, in addition to even more cheeses and more cured meats and more... I don't like to use the word gourmet, but uh-huh. even more of a selection of culinary products. Mm-hmm. We're going to have uh, prepared foods. We'll be doing sandwiches. We'll be doing catering. Wow. Uh, we're lucky to have a Michelin star chef on our team as well as a, an unbelievable culinary team to help us, you know. Can we say who that is or not yet? Yeah, I mean, like, let's not who's do your, that yet. Who's your Michelin star chef? Well, I mean, we got, we, we've, got, we've got some people working with us now. I'm not going to say I'm who they gonna are. Say names. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to say names. But I will say that, you know, we have this amazing culinary team, amazing staff, amazing people working behind the counter. Oh, in addition to, to selling wine, we're also going to be selling spirits. Huh. So your cognac. Have the license already? We have the license. Wow. Lots oh, of you, need a, you need a license? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Amari, Dom? Lots of Amari, think tequila, cognac, so, yeah. So when is this happening? 
So we're slated to open yesterday. Uh-huh. Just kidding. Just yeah. kidding. We are going to open probably in about a month and a half, two months. That's amazing. That's right. Right. That's right it's around the right corner. Around the same corner. same yeah. name. Same. Same. The cheese store of Beverly Hills. Just. Just more of us. More of us. So you're more under selection. construction now, or construction's done. Construction is is like ninety eight percent done. So you're just waiting for final. We're sign-off? waiting for final sign offs. Oh like this the millwork is going in this week. Yeah, we've this got. This is big news. It's big. Do news. I have to? Do I have to walk around like I do every day and try and find some? 5,000 square foot place under construction, and guess where this is? You're going to tell us where it's it is? Not Rodeo. Oh, no, no, that. it's not Rodeo. Not Rodeo. <laughs> no, so it's 9705 uh, uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. 9705 Santa Monica Boulevard, Which right, is where? right next That's to the Nosh. So Nosh. it's like it's like Roxbury north, and North. And it's a uh, it's north, Santa, north it's, side of the street. It's on the north east, east side of the street. So the where Yazawa is? So it's just a I little bit down for it. Wireless. It's no, it's actually east in that. So okay. if you remember where the old Il Forno Caldo used to be, yes, yeah. it's that space. Oh, that I space see the work the going on there. Yeah, yeah. And the c- cigar stores next. The cigar stores, yeah, exactly right, exactly okay. right. So where between and that strange clothing stores on the other side? That strange clothing stores on the other side. Has anybody ever gone in there? To I haven't anything? seen a shopping bag. No. Walking around. That's so, how I do it. Wait, are, are you open for dinner or just lunch? So for right now, we're going to start with a very limited menu. Sandwiches. You, it's sandwiches, prepared foods to go. We'll be offering like, um, like hors d'oeuvres, like our French version of hors d'oeuvres. Think pinchas from Spain. Think uh-huh. you know, like antipasti from wow, Italy. This is exciting. Wood wool boxes, all that stuff. This Fantastic. is exciting. Yeah. Wow. Hey, just a little, I'm a little nervous. Just a touch. Dominic. <laughs> excited. You're not excited. nervous. You're this excited. is great. Everyone's it's a excited. massive it's undertaking. Great. So it, it is. It you is. Know, it is. All, we're, we're a real estate show, and you know, all of these dreams, people think they're going to open a restaurant. They're thinking of the menu, but really, that's like step nine, right? The first step is the real estate. Where is it going to go? And what made you make this leap? And did your landlord work with you? because you have such a fine reputation in this city where they clients of yours, did they say, Dominic, come to us. Make this a happening corner. So it's interesting because the landlord is, uh, is a, a, a family by the name, well, the company is called Optimus Properties, and Joseph and Kamiar Shabani are my landlords. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I met Kamiar way back in the day, literally, like when I first started doing the farmer's market on my own. And at that time, he, he, his daughter, Sophia, was like maybe three years old running around. And they would come to my booth every Saturday, and I was working. Long story short, my wife got pregnant. I'm still trying to find the guy. <laughs> um, I'll find it for you. My wife, we found out my wife was pregnant with our daughter, and it turned out that our wives were going to be, um, like, I don't know, my daughter was like, I don't know how old, whatever. I'm butchering this whole fucking story. Sorry. Um, my wife wound up being in Mommy and Me with Kamiar's uh, so wife, Tasha. So we became family friends over the years. And little by little, like, you know, I view Kamiar as, as a mentor. I mean, he literally, I mean, the guy with, with no vested interest whatsoever, when I thought I saw a space that I really liked, he would come and sit down with me and, and work through the numbers and help me out. Like, and he kind of guided me through this process. And when he knew what I was doing, he was like, listen, you know, we have this opportunity to buy this building, um, but it's a long shot, right? It was like in probate. There's like all these family members that don't talk to each other. And like, but, you know, it's true when all the stars start to align, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing. And as luck would have it, you know, I signed this lease February 3rd of 2020. Yeah. And I signed this lease thinking I was going to do this amazing Italian deli pasta shop called Domenico's Foods. Yeah. And as we navigated the pandemic, 
the opportunity to sell the, for, to buy the store fell in my lap because Norbert was like, look, I'm not going to sell it to just anybody. I only want to sell it to you. Like we literally did a deal on the back of a napkin. And, and, and so when you talk about something, you know, small business, I mean, you know, and having someone like Kamiar walk me through all these steps and having someone like Joseph, you know, both of those guys just sort of came together and really helped us out and made it. I mean, they're still like to this day, they're still helping us because as you can imagine with construction overruns and, you know, signing at least February 3rd, 2020. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, just happened to go through this pandemic. And I mean, to tell you, Kamiar was like helping me deliver produce boxes when he's in real estate. Nothing was happening during the pandemic with him. He was helping me deliver produce boxes and doing that thing. So like, you know, you talk about a landlord who is a family friend. I mean, we're kind of like brothers. And, yeah. and I, I don't, if the, if the situation was any different, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about that space because I wouldn't have, I would have lost that's, it. Yeah. That's good fortune. Yeah. Is it true that once you move, we'll still be able to smell the cheese store on Beverly for three years? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's true. Absolutely. I heard that the tenant next door had to leave. Is that yeah. true? <laughs> Did you hear this? Did Although I will say, this? no, you, when Jill Roberts used That's to That's what be I heard. There, she had to leave. They would, always, like, literally, like, we had, like, if the filter, like, on the 29th day, they were coming in with new filters oh, to change the filters God. for the air. Oh, jeez. Crazy, crazy. That's funny. She had yeah. Mark coming in and threatening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dominic, all we can say is hope it makes. Hope oh, that, it's, it, it's gonna it's make. It's gonna make. That's gonna, make. gonna I'm, make. I'm hungry thinking about it. I know. Now. <laughs> it's great. God, I can't wait. But I will say though, you know, it is. It is once again. It's a Beverly Hills based business. It is a small mom and pop business, and it is the customers that we've had since before I started working at the store and to the new customers and to the future customers. Like, it's, it's a little bit of everybody that still continues to come to the neighborhood place. And you have better parking there. You're very, looking very rugged again. You're, you've taken <laughs> on a whole new, with these vests, you just went, did you like... It's very masculine. Oh, do, do you know how they named this Cajuse? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on bated breath. What is it? The guy that started the company. Is that his last name? Cajuse. And how do you know it's Cajuse and not Juicer? So you just came up with the juice. J-U-S. I'll tell you what, they you put one on and you just said, Oh, this is me. Because this is like your fifth this is your fifth item from that third. It's it's because Larry David wears it. Yeah. And that's That's not why. I liked it on Larry David. Not because he wears it. You saw it on Kirby Enthusiasm. I saw it, yeah, but it's not because Larry David wore it. Is it true they decided not to make them for men? Is there a comedy night? Is there a comedy night at the cheese shop? You know what I think? You look sharp. You're looking sharp. <laughs> I think Tom is a regular now. If he's going to help me defeat Stephen, um, I'm going to go in there now and just just ask him for a million things. A million samples. We're have to break out the laser. I'm going to have to start. I'm going to have to have Ellen start cooking. Because I, I I love an olive top and olive. Why 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 can't you? Used to have a good one at Gelson's that they stopped oh, making. Really? So they don't. Ha- you just have those bottles. You know, I'll tell you when I knew you meant business. Because I mean, Dominic, I always knew from the shop because I before I went plant based, I used to eat a tremendous amount of used cheese. Used to be a good customer. When I no. knew Dominic was on to something, you're showing, I, you're showing off. I saw Wolfgang Puck at the farmer's market in Beverly Hills, and what I did, because I I just drafted off him, so if he grabbed those potatoes, I went right after him, I grabbed a few potatoes, 
if he went for the oranges. I knew those were the good oranges. And I followed him all around the farmer's market. And then he went to Dominic's. And homie loaded up on Dominic's. <laughs> he had your tomato sauce. When Wolfgang Buck bought your tomato sauce right in front of me, I couldn't believe it. That guy's buying your tomato sauce? What a compliment to you. And I was going to say, like, yeah, we, can, we sell to all's restaurants and stuff like that. But when he comes to the farmer's market and it's buys amazing. stuff that we make for his house, like, there's no greater compliment. What farmer's markets are you in? Uh, Beverly Hills, Brentwood, Palisades, uh, Largemont, and Pasadena. Can you come, our weekend houses in Agora Hills, can you come to the Westlake Farmers Market? We can. It's a big one. It is big. So my, my in-laws my in-laws live in Agora. So I'll just okay. make, I'll make a home delivery rather than set up a, a market there for you. But I'll do a home delivery. How's that? I, I want a market. I, or or a market just action? a stall in the... Uh, well, we're going to be getting out of the markets now, uh, right? Like, uh, we need to focus on the storefront and being open. To, they got to come to you. You got to come to us. But we'll, we'll do a good job with delivery, too, though. Okay. All right. Well, guys, stop by the cheese store of Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills and get ready for the move. Yep. And In about a month, month and a half. If you mention this podcast, Dominic will give you an extra sample. Uh, for sure. <laughs> Guys, I, 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 think done with our food segment. I think we're done with our food segment. We went through the real estate section. The only thing left to talk about is the Lakers. Can we talk about the Lakers a little bit? Did you watch that game? I watched. I'm watching all the games. This, this is one of the greatest postseasons ever. Every game uh, I only care so about the good. Once the Lakers are out, I'm, it's right back to the Mandalorian oh, for me. Please. I'm only going to watch the Lakers. Oh, please. Kevin Booker. Ke- uh, De- uh, Devin Booker. Don't Kevin care. Kevin Durant. Who cares? Oh, my God. I'll see them when they play the Lakers. You like, you like, you like LeBron at 265 pounds beating the shit out of everybody, driving in listen, and knocking it, it, people over. Listen, life is unfair. It's very it's subtle so, basketball. Life's unfair. You like <laughs> Anthony Davis playing every other I game. Love well. oh, I love him. Oh, he drives me. He does game. nothing. Crazy. Every he other does game. Nothing. Does nothing. He drives me crazy. How does I, it, I'm not a game. fan of him. I think he does nothing. How does a superstar like that just disappear? Yeah. It just it's it's been the odd games, yes, the even games, no. Yes. We haven't even talked about how he's made out of paper mache. Yeah. Like you touch the guy and he's Well, injured. what about Chris Paul? It's the playoffs. Oh. So he's out. So yeah. so a thigh's gonna go out. He's out. Yeah. He's out. But, I mean, listen. But the Lakers the Lakers have um uh overachieved to yeah. a nice degree and yeah. And they they have a supporting cast. This nobody expected yeah. this Austin Reeves to be anything other than him. He's the one that expected it. <laughs> he's, he's averaging seventeen points a game in the playoffs. And you know who I think has a fine game? I like this I like the the look of this D'Angelo Russell. Am I saying it right? Yeah, you are. I think he's like terrific. Hair, you like the swagger. I just, I just think like that I like that he's fast. Well, he didn't, <laughs> he, he, he didn't play the last quarter I think because he's nervous. of Lonnie Walker the fourth. He was incredible. Oh my god, he won the game. Yeah, the whole time. Game I, ball, Lonnie Walker the fourth. That was a shocker. Do you know Lonnie Walker the third? <laughs> do you think the other? You know the second. Do you think the, the other, other Lonnie third. Walkers are doing okay? Do you know that he was their third highest scorer in the beginning of the year, no. and then got after the trade deadline, everything happened. He got. Totally benched out of the rotation. It's this, but he played in the he, beginning he of the was, year. He was first on San Antonio, right? That was last year. He was oh. a, he was signed, and he was averaging 17 points a game in the oh, beginning wow. of the year. And then when they when Palinky Dink did all his uh, <laughs> magic, yeah, uh, he got out of the rotation. So what's what's going to happen here, Stephen? Are they going to take it? Are they going to beat Golden State? They're up two one, three one. That two, three one. I think the likelihood is they'll beat Golden State, and okay. then the unlikelihood would be uh, Denver, Denver or Phoenix. Or Phoenix. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, you there's think no maybe? Chance. I don't know, dude. There's no chance. There's no. Chance. I'm going to say there's a chance. Uh, Mark, we'll come I back. Think I think. Yeah, Mark. Hope Mark it makes knows. for the Lakers. 
Hope it makes it the line. I think okay. I think there's a chance. I think that they have enough role players and guys that can score. Like D'Angelo can get a bucket, Austin can get a bucket, AD can get a bucket every other game. Yeah. And uh I, I don't know. LeBron, even though he's twenty years in, he can turn it on and he can bulldoze you. Yeah, he's a bulldoze. Guys, before we adjourn. I have, I have just one more question for our, our friend here, Dom. Come on, the poor and guy is no, sitting no, here. Can you, no, you say his you. last name? No, I really want to tell you. He's, he's Cher. He's Madonna. <laughs> he's Dominic. Dom, aside from your own sampling from your own, uh, what are some of your favorite places to, to go out in Los Angeles? When you're, when you're with your lover... And maybe you have a, 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 a you have a babysitter for the you're probably now 15 year old daughter. Right. Yeah. About to be 14. Okay. Um, where, where do you like to Where do you like to go? What's special for you? My my wife is gonna she probably would, would can answer this better than I can. But I'll tell you what like we love to try new things. But I always find myself going to the same places because. What are they? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm a, I'm a big Wolfgang Puck fan. Me too. I love everything best. that they do. Consistent. I love Ari at Spago. He's amazing. I mean, I love so Chris Spago's number one. Spago. I mean, definitely for sure, Spago is one of my favorite. I mean, I love going to Cut. which just that Cut last week after mm-hmm. they you know reopened for a while, which was amazing. I love going to. Um, I mean, Felix is another great spot. Rose Cafe in Venice, uh, Scopa. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it's it's and now the new Funky, which is delicious. I'm a big fan of Evan. I think he's great. Have you eaten there yet? Yeah. When? Well, when they open. I mean, the opening. He was at the friends and family when we were there. Yeah. Oh, but not not for sit down. Not sitting down. I'm but going tonight. we go. Hey, Tom, you know the Italian. Yeah, what's that? My dad's partner of 24 years. Oh, uh-huh. he's the owner of Funky. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Rappaport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, the state yeah. agency. That's You're right. in our. I'm in this for long conference room. <laughs> we're moving up to that building. We're gonna sh- go. we're gonna be in that building, the same as Funk. Amazing. No, but he. I mean, he does a great job. I think uh, you know, just in terms of. So you. So you, how many every, nights a week every, do you eat out? You know, I mean, recently oh, not a lot because I'm trying to get this construction yeah. thing done. <laughs> but I saw you at La Dolce Vita. Oh, La Dolce Vita is another great. I love. I mean, I, I'm like a victim of. I'm like not a creature of habit, but like all I mean, Italian. Everything you said was Italian. Yeah, I thought you would say like a no, su- I mean, like, sushi. No sushi. Oh, well, yeah, I love sushi. Puck, I love you and me. I love. I mean, I lo- love Nobu. I mean, Nobu, Nobu for me and Malibu is like yeah. I mean, who doesn't like eat there every day? It's delicious. He loves the vibe. Where's your favorite? Like, do you have a burrito? Oh. <laughs> You know, um, anything, Max, anything? Yeah, man. There's like this little truck, the truck that's on uh, Westwood Boulevard and um, Santa Monica. At the car wash? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh I know what you're talking about. Not that's a, a good taco. Ca- yeah. The Blue Wave car wash. Yeah, that's a great yeah. taco. I've heard that. Did you, ever go, did you ever go three doors down past the strip mall to the Philly Eduardo's? steak sandwich? When, when it was there, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's a great steak sandwich. That was great. That was great, but I think the, the pandemic got the best of them, though. Oh, I haven't yeah, been because they're... now the steak sandwich at um, uh, Ma- Matu. Is yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Oh. Haven't had it yet. He's but from oh. Philadelphia. Oh, okay, oh yeah. nice. The Matu steak sandwich. Is... That's what I heard. I heard it's amazing. I heard it's amazing. Yeah. All right, on that note, yeah. I think we covered a lot today. We mostly talked to Dominic. I got a little excited. I'm a big, big fan. Arousal or... Not in that More sense, like a, but I, okay. you know, honestly, and I'm saying this from the heart, I truly think that what makes this city great, it's really about the the, the small shop owners, and and Dominic's one of the great stories. A guy. Oh, that's we have been, very few, very few yeah, left. And, and and Dominic's one of these guys. He worked behind the counter for 20 years. He ends up buying the store, and now he's taking this s- small 1,200 foot store 
He's moving into a 5,000-foot shop. This is one of the great Beverly Hills success stories. I'm sure that everyone's going to really be um, supporting him, and we're excited. He's to kill. We're excited to go. Thank you, man. Mazel tov to you. Thank Hope you. it makes You're to all of us. It there. Hope it makes. And, no. and sure. guys, we'll check in next week, and we're going to. You know what? With real it. estate being slow, we can spend more time tasting cheese. That's there right. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine, <laughs> I'm That's fine <laughs> by me. <And> he's close <laughs> to. Tom and I have a date coming up. <laughs> it's going to be very romantic. He's close to the Nespresso <laughs> store, so <laughs> it's like a one-two punch. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And I hope you guys have a good one. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. Hope it makes.